podcast will cover 12 first trip tips and a bonus tip. This isn't just for RV newbies, but should be especially helpful for those just getting started traveling by RV. If you know someone getting started, please forward this podcast to them on social media. Thanks. There's a lot to cover, so let's get started. Tip one, videotape your walkthrough. If you're buying a brand new or used RV, the dealer or prior owner should walk you through the RV and explain how everything works. If possible, have someone with you videotape the walkthrough on their smartphone. Ensure the dealer or prior owner shows you how to hook up and unhook your RV to your tow vehicle. This will be a great resource to have when you can't remember what the dealer or prior owner said about a specific item. Tip two, practice hooking and unhooking your RV. If you're new to RVing, one of the more complicated things to master is hooking up your RV to your tow vehicle. Hopefully, you're able to videotape hooking up the RV during your walkthrough with the prior owner or the dealer. There are real safety concerns here, so be careful to follow the process carefully. This is all the more true if you're using sway control or a weight distribution hitch. Some of these can be tricky to use, so you want to learn how to use the hitch and practice putting it on and taking it off. If you're traveling with someone else, one thing you can do to help ensure that you have not overlooked something during the process is to have the other person cross-check your setup. We have a beginner level video on towing with a weight distribution hitch that can help in this regard. Tip three, learn about RV tire safety. Most of us forget about the tires on the vehicles we drive each day. Yet on RVs, you need to regularly check your tires before using them. Remember that most RVs sit for long periods between usage and the tires can slowly lose air while being stored. Often the tires that come with a new or used RV can be old to start with. I remember replacing the tires on one of my RVs only to find out that the new tires were already two years old based on the date stamp on the tire. The tire shop replaced them with actual new tires, so it worked out. But if I hadn't known to check the date code on the tires, I would have paid full price for an older new tire. There's a lot more to say about tires and tire safety, including the topic of tire pressure monitoring systems or TPMSs. We have a video that you can watch on the channel to learn more about this important subject. Tip four, don't overpack. This may seem obvious, but it's easy to overpack for an RV trip, even for your first trip. If you're doing a shorter first shakedown trip at a local campsite, you may not run into the issue of overpacking, but you may be surprised. A tip is to make a list of what you think you should take and pack accordingly. But once the trip is completed, go over your burn rate. By burn rate, I mean how much food, water, and clothing did you consume or utilize during the time on the road. This way, you can begin to gauge your overall burn rate for longer trips. There is way more about this than we can cover here, and there are plenty of ways to lower your burn rate. Yet for the first time out, try to get an early gauge of what you go through. Tip 5. Camp nearby your first time out. It makes sense that when you first go out in your new RV that you camp nearby. This is considered a dry run or shakedown trip so you can get used to your RV and test everything out. Some dealers will let you stay overnight on their lot 
to test everything after purchase. This makes sense if your schedule allows, as any punch list items can possibly be worked out immediately by the dealer. I like the idea of staying at a state park nearby to try everything out and get used to the RV. It is also helpful on your first trip to not camp too far away from a big box retail store in the event that you forgot something. Doing this may also help you pack less since you can purchase something if you need to. Before we go to tip six, we now have our getting started with RVing videos compiled in a list for your convenience on JohnMarucci.com. With your sign up to our new to RVing group, we will send you this list of getting started videos in an email so you can reference it anytime as you learn about RVing. All you need to do is visit JohnMarucci.com to sign up. We think going through these videos will help fast forward your learning curve, so remember to sign up today. We'll put a link in the description below. Tip number six, be a contrarian. Regarding your first trip nearby, try to book your first overnight trip on a weekday. If possible, I think booking a Sunday night or Monday night will work so that you arrive after the busy weekend crowd has left and depart on a weekday with fewer campers around. This way, you can practice things like backing in or using the public dump station without the pressure of many people watching you back in or waiting behind you at the dump station. If you must book a weekend trip due to work or school commitments, consider buying an extra night on Sunday. This will allow you to check out late and hit the public dump station later in the day with fewer people around. Having the extra time and less people pressure will help when you are at the dump station for the first time. No one likes having people impatiently waiting behind them at the dump station. So departing when this is less likely is a great idea when you're first learning. If you haven't already viewed it, we have a dump station basics video that will help you gain confidence at a public dump station. Tip number seven, practice backing up. Besides using a public dump station, the second most stressful thing for me about RVing is backing into a campsite. I've been doing this for a while and I still run into difficult campsites where backing in is fairly stressful. Practicing backing in at a local open parking lot is helpful, but there's no substitute for the real thing to gain confidence. Generally, if you can avoid busy times at a campground, you may be able to practice backing in while there. Just be aware of traffic and people in the campground loop if you decide to practice backing in. Tip number eight, allow extra time to depart. Leaving the house to go camping can be a frustrating experience, especially if you have unreasonable time expectations. I think the third most stressful thing to me about RVing behind using a public dump station and backing into a campsite is trying to leave the house for a trip. It may be the way I'm wired, but it is challenging not to have some sort of unspoken time expectation of when you think you should be able to depart for your trip. For example, if I get off work at 4 p.m., we should be all packed by 5 p.m. and on the road. The campground is an hour away, so we should be all set up by 6 to 6.30 p.m. This is usually a recipe for a frustrating start to your trip. These time expectations can be, and have often been, an absolute joy killer to the start of a trip. Much of our time expectations are unspoken. To remedy this, discuss a realistic schedule with anyone traveling with you.
be flexible, and add extra time to your plans. This includes having proper expectations once you arrive at the campground to set up camp. Tip number nine, don't arrive hungry. That's right, don't arrive at the campsite hungry. It takes a lot of energy to set everything up inside and outside once you arrive, and backing in can be stressful. I've witnessed many people get very frustrated while backing into their campsite because they arrive tired and hungry. Costly mistakes can be made at this critical juncture beyond relational injuries. My solution is to carry a pack with food and drinks in the tow vehicle. I try to consume something like a protein bar before getting to the campsite and starting the backing in procedure. You can't necessarily arrive at every campsite without being tired from driving, but you can start the setup process with food in your system. Tip number 10, arrive and set up during daylight. On your first RV trip, try to make sure you arrive at your campsite with plenty of daylight remaining. All the stress involved with doing this the first time will only be amplified if you attempt it in the dark. It is also more dangerous to your RV and anyone helping you back in. This goes back to the tip of allowing extra time. Make sure you get an early start on your first trip, and any trip, so that you end up at your campsite with plenty of daylight. Tip number 11, expect RV issues, including construction debris. As someone with a new RV, you may be surprised at how much construction debris and sawdust appear after driving to your first campground. I was amazed and concerned by this until I learned that it was fairly commonplace for new RVs. When an RV is made, often no one at the factory goes back through with a shop vac to clean things up, especially behind and under enclosures. After a few trips, this should no longer be seen. Max inflation on tires can also cause more rattling of the RV as it goes down the road. So a tire that doesn't have to be at max inflation to have proper PSI is a good idea. Tip number 12, test everything and make a punch list. Think of your first trip as a test run more than a camping trip. Your goal should be to test everything out in the RV to ensure everything works properly. Don't be too surprised if you have a few things that need attention from your dealer under warranty. Every RV I've owned has had to go back to the dealer for warranty work within a short period of time. Keep a punch list of anything that doesn't work right or any items that are not correct. Upon return from your first trip, contact your dealer and set up an appointment for the warranty work, given it may be several weeks before they can fit you in. The goal is that in the first few months of ownership, you have gotten any issues remedied so that you can enjoy the RV going forward. Okay, now the bonus tip. Use good communication tools when backing in. You can avoid material and relational damage with better communication when backing in at a campsite. If you're having someone spot you while backing in, Using a cell phone or walkie-talkies is essential to good communications and a safe experience. My default is to use cell phones with your spotter. It seems to work best if they use Bluetooth headsets and I have the phone running through the tow vehicle speakers. This allows me as the driver to be hands-free. If we have no cell service, walkie-talkies work, yet these can be difficult for the driver to use while backing in. Okay, that'll do it for today's episode. Remember, you can find more great information on getting started with RVing on JohnMarucci.com. As always, we appreciate your support of this show and the channel by starting your shopping 
from our Amazon storefront. Just go to johnmarucci.com and click the Amazon store link. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. This is John Marucci and so long for now.